The KMM Movie Review. We had a break, but we're back now. And we're back with so many movies to review. All kinds of different kinds of movies. <laughs> we got a lot all of movies. All kinds of different kinds of kinds of kinds of movies. Yeah, that's right. We're all over the place. With Hold this on. One. How many are we looking at right now? We got one, seven, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. Seven movies? Seven. God. <laughs> to be fair, though, you for real trying two an of hour. them, we only, only one of us saw. So, like, some of them. The yeah. King. Was only Mike, mm-hmm. for at least for now. We're gonna. I'm for sure gonna go back and watch it because it is a Netflix movie. Mm-hmm. Frank, I assume we'll watch it at some point as well. Motherless Brooklyn, I was the only one who saw that. That one might be a little more difficult for people to go back and watch because I think I mean, just, no theaters are showing it anymore. If it comes out like on a streaming <coughs> service or whatever. Yeah, I can go back and update it if it's by the end of the year for our, All right, our end of the year movie lineup. All right, then we watch Doctor Sleep. Doctor Sleep, then Jojo, Jojo Rabbit, Rabbit, which Mike was not there for. Terminator, Terminator Dark Fate, Ford v. Ferrari, mm-hmm. and The, the Good, Good Liar. That's right. That is What a lineup, a lineup, y'all. We should get the... Keith has some... Sticky wet business to attend to, so <laughs> we're trying to get uh-huh. this in in an hour. Uh, <laughs> okay, we should get the ones where like only one or two of us watched it out of the way first. Okay, I mean, well, that means three of these movies. Mm-hmm. It's just going in order. All right, it's going in order. Best just going in order. Uh, so the king, that will be Mike. Synopsis, mm-hmm. Mike. The king. Um, Netflix movie, all right? Uh, it's, uh, it's based off of the Shakespeare play Henry V, which is just like a rough synopsis. Um, you know, a shitty king on the throne for England. Um, you know, he, you know, people don't really like him. He's sick. Uh, and then, you know, there's a the son who is the main character. We'll pull up his name. Forgot his, forgot his fucking name. Uh, uh, where is he at? Why is he not billed? Uh, Timothy uh, Chalamet? I don't know. How? Um, he is like the son who's like, you know, he, he's not really interested in being, any, you know, with a king or being a king or anything like that, even though he's a prince. Um, and the king's like, all right, I'm giving it to your brother. So then they end up kind of getting in the you know, the how and the brother kind of get into it, uh, and then eventually he's forced to be on the throne, and then he has to like deal with this his dad's like past and his past dealings with other nations and having to actually like go through with it. He can't be passive all the time. He has to actually like go to war and you know kind of go through that. So it was a very it's very interesting just to kind of it's see a very the interesting haircut this nigga got. Yeah, that's pretty typical. Hey, better hair than you though. Dang. Um, but he like the acting. There's like there's a bunch of talent behind this movie. So go go down. 
Uh, they got who they got. Let's see. Awesome. Some of the more noticeable names: Sean Harris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Sean Harris. That's the guy from Impo- uh, Mission Impossible. The bad guy in like one of them. Yeah. Yeah, he's got like that real raspy voice. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> ben Mendelsohn. Yep. Ben Mendelsohn. Joel uh, Edgerton. Joel Edgerton. And then. And then Robert Pattinson, Robert Pattinson. isn't yeah, it also the, the <clears throat> biggest of the big names in here. Yeah. Um, the acting, amazing. Everyone did a great job, except whoa, for whoa, 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 whoa. Oh yeah, I'll give my my uh, gotta score. give the rating before you get into. I'll give why. it an eight point five. Whoa, 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 bruh. Not a seven. Eight point six. Eight point five. And. I'd say if it's it's on Netflix, watch it now. Watch it. Watch it now. Yeah. It is kind of a long. It's kind of a longer movie. Two hours and twenty minutes. And it, it is like a slow burn. Like it's like the the like the it's but it's it's feeding you the story and like you know it's kind of uh, morsels that you can you know easily digest it all. It's all you know good storytelling. The acting is really good. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, I'd say I'd recommend it. Watch it now. I, oh, after damn, it. watch it now. So the the acting is at the the top notch. That's like the the biggest reason to watch. Well, I mean, there are also like um like war scenes, like battles that they're not um like there's a lot of strategy to them, right? And like uh, there's strategy and kind of talking it out, you know, sieges, you know, invasion of france and all this kind of stuff and um and the king like this guy he's it's not like he's just sitting back in this horse just watching it all he's like in the action mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. fighting he has some fight he's scenes axing people he in had, the face he actually has a lot of fight scenes like just okay. him by himself okay okay all right moving on all right moving on motherless brooklyn this is one that only Keith watched. Only myself. When did you watch this? Two Saturdays ago. Like is by in, in between the With my girlfriend. The, the thing that he was watching. Oh, was okay. Doing. Yes. So this is a movie about a private detective with Tourette's and OCD trying to solve the mystery of why his boss was murdered. Mm. This is also a stacked cast. Two hours and twenty four minutes. Also, kind of slow burn. Um, stacked cast being Edward Norton. Oh, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> Franco. I was like, I was like, Franco. I was like, Dan, you really like that, that guy's drink? name? Franco. Frankie. Franco. Yeah, that one. Yeah, because his boss, Bruce Willis, Frank Minna, is the one that gets murdered. Is he uh, retarded or something? I just told you <laughs> he Norton. has Tourette's and OCD. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dang. Anyway. <laughs> he dropped the R word. Continuing the stacked cast, Alec Baldwin. Is he tiktok William Defoe. Damn. Willem. Willem I said, Defoe. I said Willem Defoe. No, you said William Defoe. No, I said Willem. Run it back. Willem Defoe. Uh, and then... Although I don't think she is like Goo Goo super big name. I've definitely seen Bruh, her. Her name is Goo Goo. Oh, she in 
Concussion, Beauty and the Beast. Bro, look at her name. Frank. Look at her name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, though. Goo Goo get, get another picture, though. Find another image. You look right. Goo Goo Machixara. Oh. Oh, shit. Anyway, this is her. Okay, Goo Goo. Goo Goo. Oh, she the Goo-goo one. Goo Goo hit it raw. She's the one from the Cloverfield Paradox. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yes. Hey, Goo Goo okay. can get some of that gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. All right. Some of that. Anyway. Ooh. So pretty pretty stacked cast. Mm-hmm. I would give this maybe with an eight out of ten. Okay. You were feeling it, but I would say I would say it's probably a wait for it just because of how slow it is. And I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't say that it's like a. You'd have to be into mystery movies for this to really be, or like old film noir movies for this to really be like go watch it now. So I'd say wait for it otherwise. But it, it is a solid movie. It's well shot, really well acted. Uh, direction is good. Uh, the whole mystery behind everything is really interesting. Uh, there's a whole big thing like with the. From the trailers, it seemed like it was a lot of racial stuff going on. It's not like a ton of racial racial stuff. It it is a part of the movie, hmm. but th- the bigger part of it is like individuals getting political power to have personal gain. It's like Alec Baldwin, who plays Moses Randolph, is basically trying to take over certain seats on New York City boards. So that he can direct uh, funds and work contracts to his like privately owned companies that he doesn't have like a direct seat on, but he gets money from these companies to bulldoze old neighborhoods and build highways there and push for cars to be the main way of transportation versus public transport and trains and buses and stuff. So that's like a big part of it. Willem Dafoe is the brother of William, uh, Moses Randolph that you find out. Like he's trying to like get back at him for like cutting him off from his life and basically discrediting William Dafoe because turns out Alec Baldwin is pretty rapey. Mm. Raped a woman who was a servant, a black servant. Mm. Was it Gugu? No, she's not. Oh, okay. She's like working for a, a political <laughs> office. Her her name is spelled G U G. She's a lawyer. Gugga. Gugu. She's a lawyer in the movie. Oh, okay. Um it's the movie him trying to figure out who killed uh Bruce Willis? Yes. Okay. okay. And then there's him? all this other stuff that who comes did up. It? Who did it? I was a part of it. Who, Y'all actually want to know? It? Spoilers. Yeah, I'm not watch who it? Done it? I mean, spoilers for the whole thing that right. I've already said, but Spoiler, 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 spoiler. spoiler. Skip spoiler. forward like 30 seconds. All right, nah, go. nah, like hurry, a minute. Hurry, hurry up. Hurry up. Like two. There's a hit squad who killed him, basically. Who, who though? But they worked for Alec Baldwin. <gasps> Why? Why? No Why way. Why want him dead? Because it turns out that Bruce Willis found out that uh, even though Willem Dafoe's character was the one who signed a birth certificate, Alec Baldwin was the actual father of Gugu. <gasps> and he is... Pretty harshly racist. So spoilers, spoilers, he, spoilers. Still, he, still spoilers. 
the housemaid or help or whatever that he... Uh, she worked for a hotel that he did a okay. lot of business the, with. But the woman he raped gave birth to a child. And apparently, like, it was like a repeat thing, just like, I'm, I'm going to rape her. Like, she wasn't, like, harshly fighting back, but because mostly because she was black and she knew if she did fight back... Still spoilers, 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 spoilers. <laughs> Wouldn't really be anything that... Keep skipping. Okay, she what about... Do. Uh, so does Gugu know that Willem Dafoe's her dad? Do Gugu does love? not know. That Willem Dafoe's her dad? Oh, she sure. thinks that Willem Dafoe is her dad. Are they but she's raised by this man. Oh, okay. Like, do they give her up for a topic? Or no, not, not him. Trumpet uh, man? God, where, Billy Rose. This is the okay. one. Spoiler, spoiler. Still spoiling it. So she's raised by him. Keep Everyone skipping. thinks that this guy's her father. And she calls Willem Dafoe her uncle publicly. But she has always is he close with suspected. her? Willem Dafoe. Uh, he I paid for her law school. At this point, I don't give a fuck. So All he right, actually move on. It. He he just feels like she's been wronged because her father's such a racist douchebag. Oh, okay. So he's trying to help her as best he can, but Alec Baldwin like destroys his life. So he's trying to get back at what, uh, Alec Baldwin at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Alec Baldwin Alec plays Baldwin. just Alec Baldwin. <laughs> All right, all right. Moment. Spoiler, spoiler. All right, all right. But yeah, moving on. It's a pretty interesting movie if you like a, a film noir. Good watch for a film noir. Next movie, Dr. Sleep. Doctor Sleep. This is the continuation. This is, here we go, getting them to heavy hitters right here. Yeah, yeah. this is the, heavy the start of the heavy hitters. Right here, this is this continuation of The Shining. <laughs> we follow... Little Danny, after he's become an adult, and that, learns. that's the that's the little kid that was riding on that little tricycle. <laughs> uh, running I don't through think the, you uh, need to explain who the characters are. Yeah, if you watch at the this Shining, point, we're talking about the synopsis. Oh, okay. Synopsis: okay. Little Danny from The Shining grows up, becomes an adult, and starts to work through how he can use his powers and help a young girl with her powers. The, the, does it show that he has powers in The Shining? No. We'll get into that because okay. I think there's a lot to talk about there. Mm-hmm. But okay. it's like, ratings oh, it first. turns out the whole you find out the whole reason why the house was going crazy in the first place. Ratings first. I think Frank should start because he hasn't given a score yet. Uh, I'm going to go. I did thoroughly enjoy this movie. Uh-huh. I'll give it a... Oh, he's going he's going full ray right <laughs> yeah. now. He's going full ray. What am I feeling inside? America! <laughs> uh, full ray. Uh, uh, I'll give it. Hmm. I'm just going to land. I'll give him an eight and a half. 8.5. All right. And? I'll watch it now. Watch it now. I'll go next. I'll give it a 9 out of 10. And I'll also say I'll watch it now. You better bold that shit, boy. You disrespecting the movies like that. I guess something. Why, why is it always just my banner that's not bolded? Because you white. All right, Mike. <clears throat> Finish this off. He's going. I don't know what that is. That's like Frogman face. Okay, he looks like Robert De Niro. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'll, I'll go with eight point five. Eight point five. Ooh. And a. 
Andy? Let's see, watch it now. All right. Okay. All right. So that was like the whole house, like the thing with the hotel. Like I can under after watching Doctor Sleep, I can understand why. Um, God, who wrote the book? Stephen King. Stephen King. Stephen yeah. King. Why Stephen King didn't like the Shining movie? One hundred percent understand because if the book has even half of like the whole backstory that Doctor Sleep gives you of like the house actually feeds off of the power of Danny and which, which the Shining omitted, like. The Shining is basically just a movie about a guy going crazy in a hotel that just so happens to have ghosts in it. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. Danny is just kind of there to be there, and it's more about the Supposedly the book's way different, right? Yeah. Well, Stephen King hated the movie, and I can see why after all. Like, the movie is really good. Don't get me wrong. You recently watched it. I did for the first time. Like, I'd seen bits and pieces of it in the past, but... Here's Johnny. This... Halloween, like the how the week of Halloween is whenever my girlfriend and I watched it, and it's it's a extremely well made movie, but I can understand why Stephen King disliked it because it doesn't delve into any of the deeper world that was built around The Shining, and that's why this movie is so like what so like kind of shocking, like whoa, yeah, like there's a lot, yeah, a lot. Uh, I mean, also, there's a huge gap between both books and both movies. Like, The Shining was written in, like, 1975 or something like that, and the movie was 1980, and then Dr. Sleep was written in 2013, and then the movie came out this year. So, definitely a huge amount of time skipped, so it's a good thing that they didn't try to do, like, a direct continuation of the... Here's little Danny as a little boy. Mm-hmm. They had a little bit of that in Doctor Sleep, but it was mostly just to kind of, I feel like, flesh out the parts that The Shining didn't give you. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, okay, all of a sudden this month, like this dude's been talking to some other guy who's been training him to use his powers, and he's fully aware of his powers. And Yeah, like if you saw The like, Shining, wha- Houlihan, I think that's his name, Halloran. Halloran's the old black man who works at the hotel. Who gets murdered, which I don't remember for sure if because there's definitely variances in the book and the movie, but the, this kind of this picks up where the movie left off. Like everything that happened in the Shining movie happens for Doctor Sleep, but the actual world is fleshed out in Doctor Sleep that wasn't fleshed out in The Shining. Mm-hmm. So like Halloran is dead still and he just appears as like a ghost to help little little boy Danny learn how to use his powers. <clears throat> and uh they recast every original character. So you don't just have like either CG versions or just like updated versions of the original film. Mm-hmm. You have whole new castings for the original characters and i think they did a good job of Mm -hmm. matching performances i mean obviously they didn't look exactly the same but they did a good job of finding actors who were able to yeah i mean encapsulate the the movie characters as as long as they were close it's fine right obviously we don't expect them to fucking find the exact you know person so i mean they could have gone like 
way overboard with it and like done full like CG no. facial reconstructions and stuff. But no, they they you just went with approximations. These are the movie characters that you've known, and here's new people playing them. Um, and I, th- I think it worked really well. Like there were a few scenes of little boy Danny with his mom, but not a ton. More him, us getting to see ha- him actually use his powers. Yeah, and us understanding like he is actually extremely powerful in The Shining. And then it like jumps immediately to Ewan McGregor as Danny. Uh, and his life is messed up. It was an adult, adult Danny. Yeah, adult Danny's messed up. He is. He's an alcoholic, alcoholic, druggy. Which I guess that helps explain like why the bad guys don't really find him because like it suppresses his yeah his, his powers. shine as yeah. he calls it yeah so that makes sense so and then <clears throat> uh. He's also getting in fights, but he bangs a chick. She's passed out beside him. Throw up out, out of her mouth. That was fucked Goes up. Goes to steal her money. Then cool. old man Hooloran, uh, Holloran shows up. And uh, he's like, hey, man, leave her some money. Little baby comes out, too, <laughs> that was asking that for mama. Well, the part that was... Fucked up was when because uh, yeah because I guess Danny's ability is to tell he can sense when somebody's about to die. When about to die. That's like a part of his ability. Yeah, yeah. doesn't and really explain what all he can do. No, not at all. <laughs> no, or, or like what the like a lot of it is like mind powers, like going into people's minds and I feel like that's actually like what the whole thing is like building up to. Mm-hmm. Like I'm sure if we read The Shining, there'd probably be a lot more of that, but But some of it is I don't like know, I never read the book. Some of it is like psychic powers like with Abra. Um Abra's the little girl who is like ten times more powerful than seemingly anyone yeah. else. To in, me in the to world. me that was the best part of the movie. Like her, her being so powerful and her being so confident in yeah. her powers, like it, it's refreshing not having someone who's like, like oh, who's powerful know. but that doesn't yeah, really recognize. He how doesn't recognize it or realizes it super late. You know, no, she's like, yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck you up. Fuck you. Get out of my fucking head. You know, <laughs> it's like she was like she was a badass. I think that that. Actress for this, she'll be a big star. She'll she'll become a bigger star. Yes, I feel like she did a really good job in the movie. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, they definitely flesh out everything to, around the. It felt the shining. To, to be honest, it felt like like it was. I was like, is this like fucking um, uh, X Men? You know, like an X Men movie. Like what the fuck. Yeah, like, there's kind of the superpower, superhero kind of psychic kind of uh, thing going on. Yeah. Because, like, with the, that whole scene that we were talking about that was ends up being messed up, like, whenever Danny leaves, he just, like, puts that baby beside <laughs> yeah. the mom, but she's still, like, passed out. And then later on, like, what, maybe 20 minutes later, he's just sleeping in bed, sees a fly, goes to get up, an arm grabs him. He looks back. It's that mom, but now she's all like starting to rot. She's like, they haven't found us yet. And then a little baby just appears, looks back at him. Mama. 
<laughs> like that's that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like he could be like a character in X Men, like one of the like yeah. more adult like themed characters, and then she could also be like one of like the characters too. So you get that vibe, like superhero, like superpower vibe from the movie, which is especially with, like all the mind battle stuff that happens. Yeah. And also the very visual Abra, whenever she's like defending her brain and getting into Rosie the Hat's bra- uh, brain, mm-hmm. um, Rose the Hat, which she's pretty, she's Rebecca Ferguson. Uh huh. She's pretty banging. You call him banging? She's pretty hot. Baddie status? Baddie status. Stamp of approval. Hold on. Mission Impossible 7. She was in Fallout. Batty. Yeah, she oh, was. yeah. She was the one who was like, don't make me do this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's right. Um, anyway, whenever they're having their little fight, like, Abra's like, her eyes are gone and she has, like, superhero hair. Yeah. It's like, that's cool. her mental image of herself. Yeah, it's just, I thought that was really, like, it was really cool. Well yeah, done. I mean, that was one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie was just, like, Oh look! I'm just digging through your your mm-hmm. mind. Oh no, my hand is trapped in this filing cabinet, man. I, thought, I don't know what I, it I is know. with I Stephen King. I just thought King. the premise was very interesting. Yeah, like, like the villain. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, because like the villains are like these semi immortal beings that like steal the souls of hey, dude. Hey. people that have the uh, shining ability. <laughs> the first time you see them do that work on how exactly they get the shining ability. Because at first I was like, are they eating these little niggas? Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Because in the first scene, like early on, we see them like take a girl but we don't really know what happens to her and that happens in 1980 which is the year that the shining takes place like so everything that happens at that hotel yeah is in 1980 and then later on they take a homeboy from uh what's that movie uh preteens yeah, uh good boys good, good boys yeah the main kid they take yeah. him and boy it's oh, they, graphic they, yeah graphic they're just like repeatedly stabbing, stabbing him it's like does they feed off Pinned of up the f- on spikes? They feed off of fear and pain. Like you see, like mist or like yeah, smoke like come out of them, and basically coming and they, out of them, and they huff it, <gasps> and that keeps them youngish and immortal and living. Yeah, yeah, you really don't like know how old they are until that old one dies, and then Ooh. it's like, oh my god, he's <laughs> yeah, like, been alive probably forever. three thousand years. Yeah, it's yeah. like you saw the pyramids being built, just oh. Three to four thousand years at least. He's been alive since the pyramids, bro. <laughs> well, I guess actually, yeah. She said the pyramids. That would be like five or six thousand. Yeah. Years. She said you saw the pyramids being built. She said right the rise of uh, and rise and fall of empires and Rome and all Rome, that yeah, shit. Rome. Yeah. So it's uh, they established that they are extremely long lived. Long lived, but they're not immortal. immortal. Yeah, and then they're like this little like. It's like a caravan of people who they just, I guess, recruit and they have different powers that makes it easy to, like, trick and um, get people on their side. They each have, like, their, I guess, their own individual powers, even though, like, some of them you don't really know. Like, you know that young girl has the ability to, like, just make you Persuade people. Yeah, like, they'll say something like, kill yourself, and you kill yourself or Mm -hmm. go to sleep. Yeah, and then I don't the crow. I didn't really know what his power was. I didn't either. Is that her name? Snake bite. Crow daddy. Yeah, it was snake snake bite. Emily Ellen. She was the one that like 
uh, click on the, her. Snake bite Andy. I feel yeah. like I've seen in another movie. Boy. <clears throat> Was it J. Edgar? Shirley Temple. <laughs> That's her role. Uh, <clears throat> Jack Rotten. Oh, Jackie the Anna. babysitter. Okay. That's what you've seen her? Maybe. Hawaii Five O. How old is this girl? Oh, she's not that old. She plays a 15-year-old in the movie, so... That means Scroll nothing. down, bruh. Keep going. Full bio. This would be where it would say how old she was. No, they they, they usually hide it. Age. Yeah. Oh, when they're younger, they usually hide it, so... Mm. Whatever. She's probably late teens. Let's see. <clears throat> anyway... But yeah, I the mean, whole all the bad guys were really interesting, and they build up that like there's even more of these people out there. They explain what the whole issue with the hotel actually is, which is that it's feeding off of Danny's power. Uh, but as because they boarded it up, and no people were actually able to go to the hotel anymore, the souls that were there end up like chasing Danny down. But he learns how to like lock them away. Uh, in his like mind <clears throat> prison, which yeah. they show as just like a huge version of the hotel maze out in the snow, he just locks them up in like some boxes, yeah, some, like shoe boxes or whatever. Yep. Just locks them up, and then he ultimately uses them. He releases them back into the hotel for them to destroy the final remaining. Baggie. Yeah, and it just completely changes your outlook on The Shining. Just oh, oh, for sure. Oh yeah, <clears throat> they did. They paid a lot of homage to the the Shining at, towards the end. Whenever they go back to the hotel, like they do a much faster version of the opening sequence from the Shining, where they're like flying over the lake and then showing like the car driving on that road up to the hotel. Um, they also have like kind of reversed images, like whenever Rose the Hat is like coming towards uh, Danny on the stairs, and like Danny's like backing away with the axe. Like, that's, like, a reverse version of whenever Jack Nicholson was going after his wife on the yeah. stairs. I'll let you know that Jack Nicholson. Did you like that interaction with Jack Nicholson and... Uh, Fake Jack? <laughs> I mean, the character in the in the movie was also called Jack, so yeah, he is just Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Torrance. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was interesting, like, because a big part of the... I was interested, like, are they going to show him? And they did. did. It was the dad from The Haunting of Hill House. And he actually, he did a really good job as Mm -hmm. like portraying the movie version of Jack Torrance. Mm -hmm. But um, apparently like the whole Shining book was about how uh, Stephen King felt like he was trapped by his family and not able to actually write. So like he he actively hated his family. And that's what the book was like. That's what Jack Torrance's character was, was just him. And uh, it was personal to him. Yeah. So the whole thing with like Jack Torrance telling older Danny, like, yeah, you know, my family is holding me back. Like all that stuff is all the kind of the darker stuff, the darker, more real stuff. And then. Like this, because I know Stephen King has like an even wider. Well, all his like, books are one whole yeah. universe. Like, the, like it even like he goes 
even back further with like the like it the monster or whatever, and then the dark, dark tower. tower, like all that. Those shit. are the books that connect everything else. Yeah. So yeah, the I guess the one major complaint I have with this movie is, it seems like Danny never like has any fallout from any of his past life. Like the whole thing with that mom and kid dying because he just left them. Yeah, that was kind of like, unresolved. Like just like it just yeah. happens. Like he knows that they're dead. That was pretty shitty of him. To, yeah, uh, yeah. He's like at that point, like it just kind of almost glossed over that. You're like, well, that was pretty shitty of you. Like I, I kind of don't like you, but and then they just moved on to the next thing, and you pretty much almost just forget about it. It's like, oh well, he's he's doing better. <laughs> he, yeah. He's not an alcoholic. Yeah, anymore, but you, so you I, a kid him. died. A little because baby. Because of kid, you. Like a two year old, maybe. Yeah. Uh yeah. So it just seems like they kind of give Dan an easy out. Because ultimately he does die. I mean, ultimately Dan does die. Mm-hmm. He goes out in a blaze of fire with the hotel. Um now he's guiding Abra. Yeah, and he just becomes a guiding spirit for Abra. Um But yeah, I mean it definitely sets itself up to be continued. Story-wise, like, I'm sure... Is there another book after this? No, this is the last of the books, but <clears throat> I would imagine that the book was written in such a way that if he wants to, he could he continue it. I mean, he spe- totally could. Yeah. <clears throat> like Even if they just continued it as movies, movies, like, I would be super down for another, like, following Abra further into mm-hmm. her life, uh, finding out more about the immortal people... Yeah, because they mentioned, like, yeah, we're not the only ones. They make sure you know. Yeah. I don't know. I was very entertained by this movie. Yeah. It I was, was like, man, this is Super good. interesting. The world behind The Shining is a lot more interesting than The Shining leads on. Mm-hmm. All right. So there's that. Moving on. Yo-Yo Rabbit. Little Jojo. This one I did not watch. Mike was not there. He refused to go see two movies in a day. Um. So, for Jojo Rabbit, this is a satire about the Nazis' rise to power and ultimate collapse and a childish view of what it's like to live in a totalitarian society. Ratings. You first. I'll start. Oh. I am going to give this an 8.5 out of 10. Oh, seven. It's a 7, boy. You're about to go get you another Popeye's chicken. <laughs> and I'm going to say, I would say watch it now. Frank Arena. I'm going to give this an 8. And a watch it now. 8-0. Watch it now. 8-0, boy. So... I actually I read some of the well, I looked at some of the critic the Metascore stuff because look at the Metascore it's a 58 hmm. most of the negative Metascore stuff that I've seen has been like oh well the movie was too naive like it didn't tackle fascism and racism directly enough it's like uh, like doing those hard like kind of preachy movies yeah Never I mean, really worked as drawing well. Jews hanging from the ceiling, bro. Yeah, like, like, he's like, they're gargoyles. They suck your blood. Just 
ridiculous. Like, I think the whole point of this movie and what I feel like is lost on a lot of the critics who are giving it scores like that, it's Damn, meant to be naive. a high score on IMDb, though, 8.1. Yeah. Like, the user score is pretty high, and I think that that is a good thing that it's a more accessible movie because if it were more preachy, I feel like a lot less people would watch it, but it would probably have higher critic scores, but we all know that those usually don't yeah. translate to a lot of views. Um, but it is told from the perspective of a 10-year-old boy who's like fanatically obsessed with Hitler. Nazism and Hitler. So you're seeing like this world through his eyes, yeah. which would be... Like, he, you don't, he sees it all as positive. Yeah, like you don't... You don't you're not grown enough to know these like negative things, like and what they mean or, you know, yeah. I, I understand that. Yeah. So like the naivety of the movie is purposeful. I think like he sees like Hitler, <laughs> so dumb. like Hitler just appears. <laughs> so dumb. And, like, funny. At the beginning, he's always like super friendly towards Jojo. He's just like, hey, if you've seen the trailer, there's a scene where he's just like, how are you doing today? Jojo? I'm just like, Oh, don't worry. Like people, people used to call me crazy, but you know, look at them now. Like they're dead. Like, <laughs> he says like stupid stuff like that all the time. Like Hitler acts like a a a kid pretty much. Like, yeah. But that's because a kid is imagining him as like this great superhero. And so the kid like has this fanaticism towards Nazism and thinks like he has to be the best Nazi that's ever lived. Like he's going to a Hitler's youth <clears throat> convention, uh, like a camping trip. Yeah, with, uh, uh, who is it? Uh, oh, um, what's his name? Uh, Sam Rockwell. Yeah. Sam Rockwell's like the captain in charge because he like gets demoted from the front line because he has like a he, cataract he, yeah, or something. Yeah, he only has one eye. Yeah, uh, he's, he's like, like, but can what night people do this? And he's like shooting shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like they have a bunch of these random moments of just like characters doing stupid stuff yeah. like jojo uh he gets embarrassed because they try and get him to kill a rabbit and he won't do it yeah like there's like a rumor amongst like the older kids that jojo's father ran away and was like a deserter of germany so like they start picking on jojo and they're like oh yeah are you a killer and he's just like yeah of course i'm a killer like if i ever see a jew i'll, I'll murder him right there and then they give him a little rabbit and then he like immediately tries to put the rabbit. Like he's standing there like trying to decide if he wants to kill it. And he like puts the rabbit down and tries to shoot it away. And then like one of the older kids picks it up and just breaks it, its neck anyway. Um, and then like to prove himself again, to get back in the good graces, like the older kids and the commander, Sam Rockwell are like, we're going to teach you how to throw grenades. So <laughs> Sam Rockwell's over there like holding a grenade and then Jojo's just like running through the forest with Hitler beside him. And then he like runs up, steals the grenade, all slow runs motion, over, goes to throw all it. All slow motion. Hits something, bounces back, like lands right beside him. And he's just like, And then Shit. it speeds up. Just <laughs> boom. You just get blown. <laughs> so from the, the rest of the movie takes place like in his hometown because he had to get sent like, home. He's like got all these facial scars, like his legs messed up. They have like a whole drawn out scene of like it's a first person perspective from Jojo, Jojo's perspective. We never see like the actual wounds yeah. until after they're, they're healed. But like you see like Hitler like following him, just like giving him a thumbs up and then like almost throwing up because of how like messed up he is. 
He's got like blood all over his hands yeah, whenever he's like, giving thumbs him thumbs up. up. Thumbs up, just blood. <laughs> so it's like all this, like it's a very vibrant, like happy-go-lucky kind of movie, but it's talking about like hardcore stuff. But because it's told through the perspective of a child, like that makes sense. And uh, the only times that you get more of the serious tones are whenever they kind of do more perspective from Scarlett Johansson's side of the story. Who's his yummy mommy? She mm. plays his mom, and she's like, I guess the family was pretty high-ranking <clears throat> within German society. So the father was like, I guess, some kind of a commander, and then he ultimately has defected, and he's like actively helping to dismantle the German fight um, from somewhere else, some other country. Mm-hmm. she is still in town and like taking care of Jojo and she's also like doing the working with the resistance within Germany. Um, so we see her like trying to help Jojo see f- things from different perspectives, but like being subtle about it. Cause she is a fanatic be, and yeah. he might report her. So she's scared of that. Um, but then we find out like Scarlett Johansson's actually helping to hide a Jewish girl and, uh, her deceased daughter's room. <clears throat> so like she hides like in a secret compartment in the wall. And then Jojo finds her. They start this whole back and forth between the two of them of like, he thinks that she's like a monster. Cause like, that's how Nazis, you know, portrayed Jewish people. Like he thought that she was, it like, shows that book burning by the way. Yeah, oh, really? the fire and everything, just like that picture. There's burning books, just throwing yeah. them in. They're like, later we're going to burn some books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's all the fanaticism. Like it takes, it puts it in perspective. Oh, uh, like what, how what does homeboy this say? This is easy for them. And he feels like, yeah, we're going to teach you all these things, even though it looks like there's absolutely no hope and we're going to lose the <laughs> war. But apparently, <laughs> we're doing just fine. <laughs> yeah, and that's Sam Rockwell. Like Sam Rockwell is also like one of the people who. It seems like he's devoted to Germany, but he disagrees with the reasoning behind like the current power, like the war and everything. But he would rather fight and be a part of Germany than it's kind of like the whole uh, Robert E. Lee thing. Yeah. Of, well, I disagree with why we're going to war, but I'd rather be with the winning with side. my people. Mm-hmm. Like so, Sam Rockwell is that same kind of character. Uh, cause throughout there's also Alfie Allen, Mr. Reek himself. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the second in command to Sam Rockwell and they're like, he's like super gay. Yeah. <laughs> Alfie Allen's yeah like, like you just see like, Oh, they're gay lovers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like nobody knows though. At mm-hmm. the beginning it's, it's a lot more subtle. Yeah. And then as keep, it like, progresses, Sam Rockwell keeps saying stuff. He's like, yeah, you like these outfits I drew? And it's like these crazy like super flamboyant. flamboyant like, <laughs> like he's like, yeah, when he's they come in dreamers. Yeah. It's like, this is what I'm going to go out with. What do you think? And at the end of the movie, like he shows up in battle with all this like flamboyant stuff. Oh my gosh. Uh, Alfie Allen's like following him, like playing some music or something. Rebel Wilson's also in it. She's like this weird German chick who takes care of all these Hitler clones. Like these little like perfect Aryan clones. Mm. Um, but ultimately things progress. The boy starts to recognize, hey, like I'm spending time with this Jewish girl. B 
because he thinks he's that writing if, a book, bro. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's why he spent all the time called you who Jew. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like tell me your secrets, and then she's just like making shit up yeah. for him because like she knows he's like a little kid. Mm. How old is this girl? She's sixteen. In the 15? movie, she's nineteen. Nineteen. Because oh, yeah. she's wow. like engaged. She's supposed mm-hmm. to be engaged, but obviously things caused them to be separated. We learned that like her family got sent to one of the concentration camps. She was able to get away. And then she's been like housed in different people's houses who are actually helping Jewish people. And like Jojo pretends to read letters from her boyfriend. And like, at first you don't know if like, I mean, it seems like she definitely knows. Yeah. Like she just entertains him. Like she likes listening to him read these letters that Mm. he wrote pretending to be Mm. the boyfriend or whatever. Is it like, fuck you. Really like, like the first oh, one's the like first that. One, yeah. First one's like, and then he sees like how sad it makes her, and then it's like, right, like she like, starts crying and yeah. like runs away from. Like she yeah. goes back into her little hidey hole. Yeah, and he's like, I and don't like, want to break up with you. I yeah, he my like mind. immediately <laughs> writes another letter, yeah. and he like actually writes these letters. <laughs> yeah, he's writing and he's them reading out. them. Yeah, um, and and she's like, hey, if you find any more of those letters, like, will you let me know? So he slowly becomes a f- like her friend. He starts to like question, like you, she's not you? actually like a bad person. How old is Jojo? He's 10. ten. Yeah, he's ten. Hey, the book, bro, because she's like telling him, she's like, Yeah, you know, we sleep upside down, hanging from the ceiling. We suck the blood of our victims. <laughs> just like, so, Yeah, um, we do that. Yeah. Yeah, just, like she confirms like all his worst nightmares about Jewish mm. people, but then she like adds to them. But then as, as things go, like she starts to actually tell him like real stories and um so they actually do and ultimately become friends and like there's this whole section of uh, like Stephen Merchant plays one of the Gestapo, and like him and a whole bunch of people show up to JoJo's house, and they like start tearing it apart. And it's like right whenever the girl starts to feel comfortable coming out, like she's actually out and about in the yeah, house. Yeah, they're just that like day. hanging out. Like JoJo likes her. Like still under cool. the pretenses of he's writing his book, but <clears throat> yeah, like, but they're really they're just actually good friends. Fr- yeah, good friends. And then uh, the Gestapo shows up, and they're like. Tearing apart his house. Jojo loves her, bro. But it's all like in love. Pretty funny the whole the way everything goes. Does down. he ever get a little boner? No, they but it show shows that. like because like, his mom explains like I forgot what he, what love is. Yeah, well, like, she's like, yeah, you'll start feeling like butterflies in your tummy, and like the whole time you see like the mom is like bigger involved in the resistance. The resistance, stuff. like you see her, like that's what she does all day is like send messages and stuff. And uh, so then there's like one scene where he's like talking to talking to the what's her name? What, what's her actual Elsa. Name? Elsa. And then he like looks down and does like a cartoon version of his stomach and there's like butterflies yeah. inside. He's wow. like, <gasps> there's a lot of stuff that's kind of like a oh God. I just forgot the director's name. You know which director I'm talking about? No. I'll think of it eventually. Anyway. When all the Gestapo people show up, Sam Rockwell shows up like a few minutes later and he's like running with a bike and he just like, oh, yeah, my chain broke. I just had to run here with my bike. And then turns out that the girl acts like the dead sister so that the Gestapo won't find her. Yeah, because they're like searching, like ripping up the house, right? And at first they're like, oh, shit, like they know about the mom, like she's helping out. And JoJo's like, no, like nothing's going on. Hey, but it's hilarious because, like, the way they say hi is Hail Hitler. And oh, okay. the, all of them have to say it. Like, uh-huh. back in so JoJo's like, Hail Hitler. 
Hail Hitler. Hail yeah, Hitler. Hail, it's like, and then JoJo's six like, or Hitler, seven of the Gestapo, Hitler. and they all <laughs> one by one are going, Hail Hitler, Hail Hitler, Hail Hitler. Yeah, and then JoJo's like, Hail Hitler, Hail Hitler. <laughs> and then whenever Hail Sam Hitler. Rockwell shows up, they all do it to him again. Oh. And then Hail he's Hitler. like, and Hail you Hitler. know uh, my... <laughs> Like uh, Sergeant Sergeant Finkel. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. And then the, uh, they uh, all yeah. have Hitler again. <laughs> but, like there's a whole prolonged scene of all that, you know, ridiculousness. Um, and they like rip it up, and then finally going upstairs, and Jojo's like, "Fuck!" But then, then she's just she there. She shows up as the, his deceased sister, and then he's like, "All right, let me see your papers." And then Sam Rockwell looks at it, and he is like, "When's your birthday?" And then she says something. He's like, "Okay, yeah, you're you're good." Hands it back, and then they leave. They leave. Everything seems good, and then she like freaks out, goes back into her little closet thing, and later JoJo shows up, and she's like, "I got the birthday wrong." Like so, that's whenever like you recognize Sam Rockwell is one hundred percent. He knows what's going on. Mm. Uh, he's actually actively trying to help her. <coughs> he's like, hey, and the family. And then, uh, hey, bro. And then the saddest scene in the movie. All the people are like, no, like, no. He's JoJo's like <clears throat> goes outside. He like because he basically does like little odd jobs for the commanding station that's in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually like delivering papers and stuff. So he's like chasing this little butterfly around. And then they established earlier in the movie that there's like a stockades in the middle of the like town square. He like follows that around the butterfly around. It lands on uh, the shoes of someone who's hanging, and it's his mom's shoes. Because like throughout the whole movie, they've shown a lot of scenes of her <laughs> shoes, mm-hmm. like him like standing at a lower level than her. So you see her shoes in the frame with his face, and then he's just like hugging the hanging body. Like the whole, another thing throughout the movie has been like he can't tie his own shoes. And then he sees like his mom's shoes are untied, so he like ties them for her whenever she's hanging dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, because like the mom doesn't really, I get it doesn't really say how long she's gone for. It's like is your mom home? Yeah, we she's haven't like, no. seen her for. It's quite been a while, a while since you've seen her in the movie. Mm. It just turned out they hung her ass. Yep. And then like next day, Russians are coming, so it's like all out war in the middle of town. So. It's like all this ridiculousness with kids running and fighting. Because like this little kid, Yorkie, mm-hmm. is like JoJo's best friend. Yeah. He's like this little fat kid. Mm-hmm. And he's got Rambo. like... Well, he's just like... They can't even afford to give him like a real uniform. So they give him like a paper mache uniform. What the fuck? <laughs> so he's just like running out into battle. Like shooting. Like trying to kill these Russians that are coming in. Um, well, they gave him a paper suit. Yeah. A paper... Uniform made of paper, paper mache. Like yeah, he's so. like, yeah. They said it's ultra light, but I don't know. It just feels like regular paper to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like ultimately, it the Nazis get defeated. Yeah. Americans no and way. Russians are yeah, are driving through the out town. In his flamboyant outfit. So they show like them like rounding up all the Nazis because they're gonna do firing squads and just kill all the people that were militarily mm-hmm. involved. And they grab Jojo because he's like wearing one of the military jackets mm-hmm. and they're going to kill him. And then uh, Sam Rockwell like is talking to him. He's like, I'm sorry about your mom. Like she was a, a good person. He's like a real, like a legitimately good person, not just a 
I, I'm not just saying that because mm-hmm. he makes it seem like the mom, like uh, Scarlett Johansson, knew about like who he was really. Um, so then he just like strips the jacket off of Jojo and like kicks him away, and he's like, "Get out of here, Jew!" Mm. So like all the U.S. military people <clears throat> are like trying to separate him from like stopping uh, beating up Jojo, and they let Jojo go. Then they shoot everybody. You just hear it. And then he like, goes back home. You see Jojo, like the the Jewish girl is like, did did who won? He's like, oh, Germany won. Because he's like afraid that she's going to just leave. But he ultimately tells the truth. She, they, they make it seem like they're sticking together. So kind All of a happy right. ending. Happy yeah. ending. <laughs> Yeah, and apparently, like, his dad's going to come back. Oh, okay. Like, that's implied. Like, his dad did defect, Yeah, I think they, they make it seem like they're going to go to try to find his dad. Yeah. So they're leaving Germany. It was a part two. I kind of doubt there will yeah. be. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, it was a really good movie. I mean, yeah, it's not like an over, like, slamming you over the face with Nazism bad, mm-hmm. racism bad, like... That's kind of not the point of the movie. I mean, it's it's you can definitely get that from the actions that were being taken place. They were yeah, still yeah. hanging Jews and people like, who are defecting, you know, defecting against the country. Yeah. yeah, it's like obviously they're pointing out like this is how stupid all this stuff is. Like it's really easy for all this stuff to happen if people just don't call it out. Yeah, but from like a, a film perspective, like I thought it was really well shot. It was uh, it was just a really well done movie. Funny. All right. But All also right. Also sad. All right. Wrap it up. All right. Terminator Dark Fate. Basically, an alternate telling of what happens immediately after Terminator 2. Mm hmm. Well, because <clears throat> well, the other stuff ta- is supposed to take place after Terminator 2 as well. All the other movies yeah, are but, supposed to take place after Terminator 2. But Terminator 2, didn't the bomb go off in Terminator 2? No, they stop it in Terminator oh, 2. Oh, yeah. I remember them being in a bunker. And then something about a bomb going off. And they stopped. Okay, all right. They, they stopped it. And oh, Terminator 2 was 1991. Okay. Yeah, I was not even born yet. <laughs> you child. It's not even born yet. Anyway. So uh, many Terminators, bro. Yeah, there's a lot of Terminators. <clears throat> uh, say Mike starts this one. Rating. Uh, um, uh, I'm going to go with Eight. Eight. Out of ten. What's wrong with you today? I double clicked. All right. You are you're double clicking and putting different numbers and all that. So I prefer a ten key, not top rows. And um, eight and I'd say wait for it. Wait for it. Okay, Frank. Uh, I also give it an eight. And a watch it now. Watch it now. I am also going to go with an eight. And I will also say watch it now. All right. So 
big thing with this one is that they basically undo everything that was done in any of the other Terminator movies. Because uh, the the timeline has been altered. The timeline is no no longer them stopping the timeline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like alternate universes. This is like, up. okay, the events of Terminator 2 happened, the war and um, like the entire AI system that came into power like doesn't exist because of the events of Terminator 2. But other versions of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator T-800 were still like sent back at different points in time, I guess. And one of them actually succeeds in killing John Connor in 1998. So Sarah Connor has been basically alone since then. And now there's a new version that first of scene, Sarah Connor that's that first being tracked down pretty, by a new Terminator. That first scene was pretty like, <clears throat> I was like, yeah, okay, this is all CG. Or all yeah. the character models, at least. I don't know about the background and all that. Or, like, just where they were. Well, the... Yeah, I mean, it was definitely the, the characters. were yeah. The three main characters, obviously. Anyone else that was there could have been... Or was more than likely just a real person. It looked real. It, it, looked, it looked really good. good. Like, the most noticeable variance was, like, the one who played young John Connor... You know, I don't remember the actor's name from Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is his name? That's the guy from, uh, what's he called? American History X. Yeah. Uh, that kid. Edward Furlong. <clears throat> mm-hmm. uh, like his, I, I'd say his was the most noticeably CG. But like the body doubles... I feel like what they did was just body doubles and then did the facial de aging. No, I thought it was all CG. Mm. I thought from the way that it looked, I thought it was it was all CG. I'd have to look into it. We'll have to see. But the it looked um, good. It looked really good. Like the body double for this is why I'm calling it a body double mm-hmm. and only facial reconstruction because the. Arnold, young Arnold, was didn't look like Arnold. Yeah, body, he was small. He was smaller, but I mean, he was still you know jacked, big, jack dude. But he was not. Like, I feel like Arnold usually wasn't that. Well, do they mean. have them credited here then? They might. I mean, what this? That's a lot of looking through here. I guess we'll see. Anyway, Mexican mum on uh, train. The whole thing here is that there's a new person who's John uh, Connor reference. Well, that's just Edward Furlong. Yeah. Uh, there's a new woman who's being targeted by a new class of Terminator. Mm-hmm. And these new Terminators are basically a mix of the T-800s and the T-1000. So they have the exoskeleton, or sorry, they have the internal skeleton plus the liquid metal exteriors that can separate so they can be two fully functional different killing machines. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, everything looks a lot better now with the whole liquid metal stuff because mm. CG's come a long way. Yeah. Um, but it all starts out in Mexico. A lot of this movie takes place in Mexico. Yep. Who's the main girl they're trying to protect? Her name? Yeah. It's like McKin. No, it's Danny. 
Natalia Reyes. Has she been in anything else? Um, she's been in some stuff, but not a lot. Hmm. She was tiny. Yeah, she's small. But uh, she's being protected by, instead of like a rogue Terminator, like in Terminator mm-hmm. 2, she's being protected by Grace, who's played by Mackenzie Davis. And that is, she's basically an enhanced human being. She has. Damn, she's 32. Mackenzie Davis? Or no, Natalia Reyes. Hmm. hmm. She didn't seem that old. Anyway, two years old, 1987. Um, yeah, Mackenzie Davis is sent back to protect Natalia Reyes, mm. and they are attacked relentlessly by Gabriel. Who, who Luna. sent back? What's her name? She's Red getting Nine. like a surprisingly Grace uh, Mackenzie Davis. Like she's been in movies before, but she's always just like a little. She's in his favorite episode, Mike's favorite yeah, she, episode of uh, she was in Black Mirror. Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she was also in, uh, you remember that movie we watched at uh, one of our friends' apartments uh, with Zac Efron? For, he's like banging all these girls, but ends up falling in love. Michael B. Jordan's in it. Click on it. Click on her name. My, my battery's at 16%, so Bruno, we'll have to. Uh, the apartment. We'll have to hurry this up. Because my apartment. battery. Yeah, bro. Keep going. Keep Halt going. And catch fire. Uh, what's it called? How how old is this movie? Uh, I mean, at least two thousand. The awkward moment. There we go. You remember watching that? No. Uh, we all watched it. Uh, okay, I remember. Maybe, yeah. I never actually saw this, but, <laughs> but I, anyway, I do she's in it. Mm-hmm. Like a little side, like I said. Yeah, yeah she's, she she's been in a bunch of movies. She's getting like, well, I'm just saying, like now she's like, she's definitely she's getting another movie. Yeah, how old is she? It's probably like early 30s. You like get 20s. a long look at her butt. 1987, so also 32. Yeah, you see her butt for like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> she's she looks tall, right? Kind of, yeah. Like very she is. slender. Let's see, what's her name? Mackenzie Davis. This was directed She's by 510. Tim Miller. And I feel like animators make good action directors. It's like he, those, the fight scenes mm-hmm. read really well. They were good. They hit hard. She got yoked for this role. Like she was jacked. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Linda Hamilton set a really strong precedent for women being jacked in Terminator movies. Yeah. Like, if you look at Terminator 2, like she was a monster. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, Linda Hamilton still, like she was, she was mean, still pretty, pretty jacked for this movie too. She and did, she's like, what, 60 maybe? Yeah. She was pretty, she was pretty like badass character still. Yeah. Like she was um, born in 1956. Yeah, she's up there. But Arnold has a pretty small role, but I feel like this is like supposed to be the final death of the yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger T eight thousand yeah. T eight hundred. Yeah. Um which I think is probably for the best. You know, he's he's been in the role for a really long yeah. time. But like he just plays like kind of a straight edged person who just 
yeah, became like, like a weird since they father changed figure. the timeline. He's like, yeah, it's like I killed him, but then it was like, yeah, the future never happened. So, which I don't get. Like, why not just have like a self destruct protocol after that? Like, just blow yourself up because they thought the like, future would still happen, so he could just stay around until. Just, <laughs> yep. Yeah. Now I'm here. Now I'm gonna fight. I don't. I mean, I feel like there's definitely any kind of time travel story always has some level of weakness to it and that's like yeah there could have been other ways that that was handled but we want to have arnold schwarzenegger come back so and he was the alternate one that killed you know connor and just stuck around grew conscious had a family or that didn't have one but like an adoptive acquired a family yeah basically yeah yeah like there were some good moments with Terminator Arnold of like oh the, uh, to, the, he gets shot and he's just like oh I'm going to have to explain this to Linda yeah the main the <laughs> the part that's gonna keep you going in this movie the action scenes oh yeah they were action all action scenes were good they were all done very well yeah very well yeah once once again Tim Miller guy who directed Deadpool former animator I'm an Delicious. advocate of animators becoming directors there, i mean there were some like cg scenes where you're like that didn't look the best but i was like i don't care it yeah. was a cool scene like what he did was cool so like i'm all for it it, it was not like a lot of like <clears throat> cuts like super cuts going on it was like no they looked the whole motion landed, landed, yeah. hit it landed well. yeah this wasn't mile 22 or 21 oh. <laughs> whatever that was yeah this was not just like you're cutting <laughs> right in the middle of all the action this yeah. they let everything land uh the story was solid if you're if you're into action movies and terminator specifically i think this is a great yeah, it was just a good movie watch. period yeah like, it was, at the it end was solid. when she was like <laughs> spinning that chain around oh I was yeah like oh this is sweet yeah well like i really liked i think one of my favorite scenes which is one that they showed in the trailers was whenever they were in that the car factory at the beginning mm-hmm. the and hammer? grace is just like beating him up with oh, the, yeah. the sledgehammer mm-hmm. that was very that was very violent but he's like just the liquid metal, so it's like yeah, nothing really feels that violent. But like you, because the like where the cam- the perspective of the camera was like behind her, and you saw like the motion like go all the way down and then back, and all the I was yeah. like, this is yeah. good. Yes, like I I didn't know I wanted this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like no, I, like I you could have done this in a hundred <laughs> different ways, but like I didn't know that I was like, oh shit, like. I actually like this, this is yum. hammer swinging scene. <laughs> this is yumlicious. What do you think of uh, Gabriel Luna as Rev Nine, which is the the new Terminator? Uh, I didn't know how I felt about him at first, like whenever he first showed up, until like once he was in like the Border Patrol, like that uniform. I was like, okay. I, all his lines are just like, oh, you know. Two 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 tours of Iraq, <laughs> two tours of Iraq. You know, got a hey, got a metal leg. Hey, uh, buddy, my whole body's a weapon. <laughs> yes. All right, cool it over there. <laughs> yeah, like all that. Like he uses the patriotism of the like U.S. against the, the border patrol. They're like, <laughs> you know what? It's like he goes through the metal detector after turning in his gun, and it goes off. He's like, oh, you know, two tours in Iraq, got a metal leg. Or a metal knee metal or, something. or something. Yeah, like yeah. It says something you're, something you're internal. Like, prove it. No one's like. Prove yeah, it. He, the guy's just like, "Well, oh, thanks for your service." Lets him through, <laughs> and he immediately just 
murders all kinds of border patrol agents. <laughs> Kills them. That scene, you that see him getting pretty cut sweet. in half. That scene yeah. was pretty oh, sweet. When where he was like, like going through slices. He's just like walking. Just and they're just like he's. They're just getting they're stabbed. Piling on him. He's just. Oh yeah, it's pretty sweet. I, it was. It's a good. What do you think of a homegirl's augmentation? Like her whole body. Yeah, like the I way mean, it's like yeah, like we augment ourselves. We I only th- have like a short period of time to try and kill them. After that, we're effed. We I thought it was a, a cool way to have it be like there's a, a very high level of danger that she's putting herself mm-hmm. in to do this. But she's performing at a level where if she was given the option, she could. Because Sarah Connor was apparently she was killing these dang mm-hmm. robots or some of the robots left and right. They just get coordinates like, yeah, I frag that one for John. Frag this one. Frag that one. I'm like, but she's never run into one of these red nines right it, they make it seem like the ones that she's killing are or like, like from the, the old older yeah, yeah like like these were but how did she do it alternate I know. timeline ones mm. well, i mean she had a lot of heavy weaponry she had like a fully <laughs> auto shotgun that probably had like magnesium rounds or something like it was blowing yeah, it seems like she'd be able to destroy the one exoskeleton of the, one yeah yeah like the the t-800s she seemed like she'd be ready to kill that no problem but solid action movie. Go solid. watch it. Good. It's very solid. All right. On to the next. Ford v. Ferrari. This is Ford the story of how Ford B got into Ferrari. the business of high-stakes racing. I'll go 24 first. hours of Le Mans. That Ford GT. I'll go first. And the men behind it. I'll go first. Frankie Danky. Nine out of ten. Whoa. Watch whoa, whoa. it. Now, watch your mouth. Watch your mouth, banger, bro. It is a banger. Do you want to go next, or do you want me to go next? Uh, you go next. This is a uh, nine. Oh, whoa, zero. Nine point five. Ooh, okay. And I'll watch it now. Nine point (laughs) two. This man always messing things up. Nine point two and watch it now. Watch this it now. movie slaps. I have to admit, I think this is, is my favorite good. of the movies that we watched yeah. in the past. Oh yeah, for sure. Couple weeks. I thought it'd be. Doctor this Sleep, is way better than what I thought it was going to yeah. be. Because I was like, "All right, Doctor Sleep." I really liked it, and this movie slaps, boy. It's like, It's kind of like the whole like the Creed two thing. Yeah. Of it's just a really well made sports movie. Mm-hmm. Like like good. Like the racing was intense. I was like Ugh. the racing was really good. Like especially because I feel like part of the reason why the racing felt so good was because of that scene with Henry Ford the second, like being driven oh, yeah. around in the GT forty, just like Ooh. crying because of how intense mm-hmm. the experience is. Like that really sells like. How intense this these races are. But and uh, seeing it in Dolby. Oh yes. Always adds yeah. a if whole you, another layer. If you're listening to this right now, go ahead and buy yourself a ticket for the Dolby Theater for this movie if it's available. Because <laughs> the sound design, like all the noises for the car, all that oh, yeah. was just like, oh, oh yes, please. <laughs> Give it to me, Daddy. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, brother. Uh, so it's got Matt Damon <laughs> as Carol Shelby, mm-hmm. Christian Bale as Ken Miles, 
John Barenthal, who has a pretty relatively minor secondary Man, role. Molly Miles. Get it. Cook-a. Molly Miles. <laughs> Kaitriona. Is that how you say that? Kaitriona Balfi. Balfi. She is an Outlander. If you've ever seen Outlander. Who is she? She's the main character in Outlander. No, I mean, who's She's she? She's wife. Oh, oh yeah. Molly. Mo- oh, man. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So in case you're wondering, there is nudity in Outlander. As in. <laughs> okay. As in her breasts. <laughs> oh, my. Her breasts. This is. Yes. Her Since boobies. Frank over here is so obsessed with her. Oh, uh, bro. I actually, I never had heard of. Leo BB BB Leo Bebe. He might have been a made up character. Nah, he's not. He's real. I looked it up after. Like, because all this, these are all people like I've always. Who hasn't heard of Carol Shelby? If you've Shelby, known anyone that's into Ford, cars. Shelby Mustang, yeah, uh, yeah, the Shelby GT five hundred man. Uh, Lee Iacocca, heard of him plenty of times, but I feel like he went on to do stuff outside of Ford. I think. Uh, Iacocca. Anyway. Obviously, these are all like the actor portrayals. So, like, they're like whenever they showed the picture of Ken Miles at the end, I was like, "Oh, okay, that's an old British mechanic. That's for sure." Yep. Uh, With shitty. So teeth. these are the uh, the prettified versions of these characters for sure. But the story is is a really good story. Like Ken Miles, like being like a top tier racer, but also like a Top tier mechanic they, and engineer. They they all sold me. I, I, at a certain point, I was like, "This is not Matt Damon. This is Carol <laughs> Shelby, with his Texas accent." Yeah, and then Chris, same with Christian Bell. I'm like, "That that's just Ken Miles, I guess." The whole time I was thinking, I was like, "This was Batman, and he was fucking jacked." <laughs> I the stuff Christian Bell has done to his body for roles is ridiculous. I was like, this was Batman, and he was y- y- yoked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he looks kind of almost meth-heady in, yes. <laughs> in this. But, uh, yeah, like, this is a movie where I actually got kind of lost in what was happening. Like, I was watching it, and I... It's a longer movie. What is this, two hours? Oh, yeah, it was... Oh, oh it was long. Two and a half hours. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like there was at least an hour where I just didn't recognize how much time would pass. Yeah, I was like, what day is it? The movie what was, time is it? was that good. And uh, if you're into racing, <laughs> I feel like that definitely helps. But, like, my dad was always a super big Ford guy, so... You recommend it? Hey, watch this movie. Oh, yeah. My dad would love this movie. But, uh... It was just good. Like the GT40, like this is the story of how they made the GT40 and perfected the GT40, became one of the top supercars out there. And uh, kind of shows like the difference between like the upper echelon of like, yeah, these are the people with money in the company, but they don't really understand what racing and, and being a car person truly is. So like the whole dynamic with Henry Ford II like how he's just basically like a big rich baby, basically. Like that's that's asshole. what he came off across as like yeah. I am, you know, I'm Ford, so therefore you don't know as much as me about cars. Like, oh come on, man. Like Carol Shelby was putting him in his place a couple different times. Especially with that scene with him uh crying in the car. Yeah, <laughs> it was hilarious. 
That racing, though, intense. The camera work, so good. Oh, my God. Just, like, the angles, the shots, the... Dude, like, Christian Bell hitting, did such a good job. Hitting them yeah. corner, like, everything. I was like, oh, fuck. Oh, like, I, I really like there were two different scenes where they show Christian Bell doing the races. This is, like, at the beginning and towards the end, like, almost at the very end. And it shows, like, the scene of him, like, drafting somebody and you see carol shelby like watching and be like not yet not yet and like you can see the moment of just like this is the moment he's gonna take him and and it feels real good it was like everything was shot super well was this like felt real good yeah i don't know if this was a good look for ford though definitely not they don't look like dumbasses well, it, it just makes I them, think that's kind of the whole point of yeah. like the upper echelon. Like it's not about executives, it's about yeah. the people down there on the ground doing the work. Like because Carol mm. Shelby was like a top tier engineer, but he wasn't the like business I'm gonna sell this whole thing. Like he was good at that, it seemed mm. like he was good at selling cars and being a salesperson, but his biggest thing in life was actually being I like when he flew the plane (laughs) that was a boss ass move he's like hey can I try landing they're like ha 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 no seriously (laughs) I flew B-52s in the the war and he's just like like speed demon just just, oh that's a that's a big dick energy move right there (laughs) that's boss this whole movie was big dick energy yeah, it was like from Shelby, from Ford. Um, uh, even if you're not into racing, if you just like a good like sports story, like I know a lot of people yeah, don't really racing. think of sport like uh, as racing as a like sport. That. But you're into being competitive and winning. But like the characters. That's why that what, last part of the movie, I'd go piss on BB's grave, boy. <laughs> I'd go piss on it if I could. If I found out where he lived, I'd go piss on it. I'd slap his ancestors too. Why? Because he stole the twenty four hours of, of yeah. Le Mans from Ken Miles. Yeah, that bitch. I for real would piss on his grave. Like just the the dynamics of the twenty four hours of Le Mans is like crazy to me. It's insane. Like who thought that was a good <laughs> idea? <laughs> and it's all it's all different classes of cars. Like you will have like like small like sport vehicles, but like tap out at like one hundred and twenty yeah. or something. And that's like really pushing a, that car, like souped up four cylinders, and then supercars that are going like three hundred yeah. miles an hour at this, like in this day and age. Like that's the kind of stuff that like, it's all happening at once, and they judge them all at the same time. Like, it's ridiculous, and it's a legitimate twenty-four hour race. Yeah, gonna rotate. Yeah, I looked up some. I had just had to look it up. I was like, did this nigga for real do this? <laughs> I looked it up. Just yeah, this nigga did it. Snicker did it. Yeah, I'd, I'd be interested in looking more Said into like he the actual them, history of everything. Ordered them to slow down, which he did. He had a big lead, but like the ending, nobody really knows what happened. Like they didn't want them lined up like that. Like they just wanted them, hey, cross, like kind of one at like a one, time. two, three. But, yeah. So but he like, apparently he slowed down, and there's two theories. One <laughs> is that he got pissed that they told him to slow down, so he let one of the cars pass them. But the other one, which more people believe, is uh, McLaren, who was driving the other car, Just like sped up took at the it end. Over. Like I was like, man, I would have killed his ass. <laughs> which McLaren, the also other really high end sports car. Mm-hmm. 
I would have beat his ass. I'd piss on his grave too. He's dead. He died in a car crash. I was like, this nigga deserved it. <laughs> oh, who would the. Uh, so what? Did, did all of the people from that race end up dying in car crashes? Because uh, Ken Miles at the very end dies. Just that, Yeah, that was. I was like, ooh. On the test track, not yeah. even like in a That's race. That's how he really died too. Same yeah. car too. Like, yeah, they were like experimenting the, with the this new, new car. The new GT40s? Well, it's not. I forgot what they call it. It was called like the something. It wasn't a G. It was some new car. Like, oh, yeah, okay. we're going to. And they were like. That new honeycomb design, like they were really trying it out. Like it was supposed to prevent the car from like breaking apart. And they said, like, yeah, this thing just lost control on a straightaway. He's like, car flipped. They said he got ejected, died instantly. Oh. Mm-hmm. Like, well, at he, least it was. He, a... he got out of the car <laughs> <laughs> a little too fast, though. <laughs> at least it wasn't the burning alive that the movie made it seem. Yeah. Because. Uh-huh. Yeah, but he like he midway through the movie, they have a scene of like him testing one of the GT40s. The brakes just fail, so he crashes and everything catches on fire. Looks like he's dying in front of his son and wife, and then he ends up making it out. And then like the son's all freaked out, talks to one of the like head engineer people, and the guy's like, yeah, they're all right as long as they make it out." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he doesn't right. die testing. I forgot what the car was, but he does die testing it. And after that, like Ford's like, yeah, we got to put in uh, a roll cage, <laughs> all this stuff. In That's it. right. Yeah, they didn't have any roll cages or anything in there. Yep. Yeah, I felt bad for him though, bro. Like he didn't win that, but he won those other two races. Yeah, they the they Daytona. made a big deal, yeah, about the Daytona win and uh, the Sebring or something. La Seca, yeah, or something. Sebring, and then the uh, Le Mans. The triple oh, crown. Yeah, he was trying to get all three of those. He'd be the first one to get all three in the same year. Yeah, officially. But then he second. like gets robbed of the yeah. twenty-four. Well, apparently, of the the race, the people who are in charge of Le Mans said, "Yeah, if they all cross, it'll be a tie." Like, but then there's like, "Nah, he's gonna win because he started farther back." And when they said that, they meant like the running to the car part. Like, yeah. McLaren was further back in the line uh. of running to the car, so that's why he won. That's yeah. Yeah, that's but they dumb. said like they changed it like within the last hour of the race. But then some people said like uh, homeboy did win because the race went over twenty four <laughs> hours when they crossed the finish line. But like at whatever the time, I think they said like four p.m. He was in the lead still, so he uh, should be the winner. Okay. Well, apparently he was still inducted into the racing hall of fame, and of course, so. But really solid movie. It's definitely something that makes you want to look more into the whole history of things. Obviously, it, was, it happened to Frank. He just get, dropped some knowledge on us. Mm-hmm. I just started. I, I just went down a rabbit hole. But couldn't it, stop. It's really good. Highly recommend it. <sighs> All right. Be, last. Uh, it'll be up there for movies of the year. Oh, yeah. For coming sure. up. Last film. <coughs> the Good Liar. Mike first. Synopsis. Old people lie. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's the synopsis. For all kinds of different reasons. Yep. All right. Mike. Uh, I'm going to go 7.5. 7.5. And? Um, let's say wait for it. Wait for it. At 13%. I guess I'll go next. I will also say 7.5. And I'll also say a wait for it. Frankie Frank. I'll also go 7.5. 
And the wait for triple it. cherries. Oh, seven point R. <laughs> All right. So this didn't really like end the streak of good movies. It, it was, I would say, still a good movie, but this has still been the best. The best streak of yeah, movies. Yeah, we've had. Like all yeah. these movies were enjoyable. Yes, absolutely. Like this was not a bad movie by any means. It just wasn't like the twists were good. Because it's definitely it's like, like oh, it's very shit. it's very much like a, a mystery. Like you don't really know what's going on. Like Well, you think you know what's going on. Like, all right, this guy is just trying to extort this woman for her money. Yeah, I mean they give you a solid feel. Like they they try to make you feel like you know what's going on. I'll be honest, like going into the movie, I thought that Helen Mirren was going to not be as straightforward as she appeared to be. Um, but yeah, the main thing is like, obviously Ian McKellen's character, Roy is uh, a huge con, con man, just conning people left and right. Mm-hmm. So every time you think he's getting, he's about to get caught or something. He he's actually that's a whole part of his con, um, but the whole thing with like the Nazis and German weirdness like that was unexpected. I would that was say unexpected. The sto- his background story was unexpected as well. And once you find out like who he really is, just oh okay, yeah. Like and it, <laughs> yeah, I mean, whenever he got called on that, it's like oh he's actually admitting to all this stuff. <laughs> like he was a German national and. He just took over the identity of this British person he was working with. I mean, but he lied. Yeah. But, like, he continues on, like, okay, well, they know, like, that I'm a German person who took over a British person's identity because they got murdered. But to me, he still pretends to be, like, this good guy, not the con artist that he is. To me, it did. I guess this is based off of a, a book, right? Yeah, that's what it said. Um, to me, it it read or it played out like a like a book, like a book. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, um, like the like all like the the like the beats, the story beats, like at you know the at the end, it kind of revealing like <gasps> end of the book, just the last chapter. Oh my gosh, that's where I'm getting all this information. This. What do you uh, think of that twist at the end? Uh, it um, made me actually want them to i wanted more of the focus on that side of the story mm-hmm. honestly like i just like the whole time you think that i liked it because the whole movie you're convinced that blah 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 is in control homeboy roy yeah roy's in control and then at the end it's like nope you've been con the whole time boy yeah, yeah well i, well, I knew was a bad i mean i knew it was she like like whenever like, i knew she was up to something was, when she was up to something when, right when they go visit whatever yeah, there was something going on there when they went to Berlin. Yeah, I mean, she you see her going somewhere. Yeah. She looks at them all weird. It's just like, hmm. it's bad. and then at the end, it's like, oh, yeah, she knows. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then it's like, oh. Ian I mean, McKellen the... raped Helen Mirren. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Hey, bro, you saw him getting pumping and dumping. I was like, this, it's like, fuck this little kid. I, I would have killed this motherfucker. <laughs> I I honestly thought that like that father was just gonna beat him. Yeah. Like, cause 
that whole scene was just super weird. Like, like all the sisters. He suddenly just becomes like this super rapey guy. Like he's been teaching Lily, which is yeah. young Helen Mirren, because mm-hmm. that's her German name. Turns out she was also German. Mm-hmm. They were both German together, and they both took on British identities. Um, but young Helen Mirren had been being tutored by him in English for, they made it seem like quite a while. Hey, bro, you heard what she said when she mentioned, like, do you like me? She said, like, the look on your face just showed that you never even gave it a thought. Yeah, but, but I'm talking about, like, his interaction with those sisters. Like, that was what set off the whole thing. Yeah, like, after he was let down, he's like, fucking, I'm gonna rape somebody <laughs> right now. I mean, not that that's not a thing that has happened, because, yeah, yeah, I mean, there's, like, the whole you know, fragile male ego thing. And mm. that's certainly a real thing, but the, I, I don't know. It's just like on a dime. Bo- like, that booty. I would assume like, that he'd met those sisters at least before. a handful of times before. And I mean, yeah, maybe they seemed like they were, I guess more carefree around him. Cause like that one sister sits down and like, you can kind of see like her, her underwear skirt. And he's like, he's like, mm, yeah, yeah dude, he just give like, me that calf. Mm, and then like immediately goes to like, he grabs the butt. Booty. He grabs, he gets a, a handful of booty. Got that ass. Like in front of two other sisters. Like what, what yeah, was this was man weird. thinking? That ass. Them titties. And then like, he also just like goes immediately like childish, like just steps on the dress. Yeah, I was like, this dude's a fucking asshole. Like, yeah. Why is this dude still in this house? So, and then he just like goes upstairs and helps with the English lesson. And then like the mom, she had to have known. Oh, she, they made it seem like she knew immediately. Oh, hell Your yeah. daughter's not going to walk out from behind some kind of covered area, <laughs> like straightening herself without their being Her hair all fucked up. Like, and she was crying. Yeah. Like. The mom definitely seemed like she knew. Oh, she knew. She like walks over to her husband. Dude, that dad was so German high class. Oh yeah. It just his look just with his mustache and glasses. <laughs> yeah, like he needed a uh, a a Doberman right next to him. To, <laughs> he needed to use a, a cane and just beat <laughs> beat little kid. These lessons are Ian over. McKellen. But yeah, like it's the fact that they had it set up to where yeah. little kid douchebag Ian Pumps McKellen and just dumps. Uh, not only that, but turns in the family for like sedition yeah. and then ruins their whole life because the father gets hung <laughs> for his crimes against Germany, which were fake. And then the mom kills herself <laughs> over it. Then the sisters are just left alone in the house. And they get house killed gets by bombed. And the only one who's left is Helen Mirren. Two weeks before the war's over. Yeah. And then... uh, She uh, hunts him down. And then she ends... I guess she ends up kind of like doing some strange things for some change once the Russians come in. They they did like that one scene whenever they showed like (laughs) 20-ish or so year old uh, Mm -hmm. Ian McKellen with that British guy who gets killed. Um like that's they they established there that prostitution was like the only way for women to make money around there. So yeah, like I I half expected them to reveal that like she had gotten pregnant and like the grandson was actually his grandson or something mm-hmm. like that. 
Well, the, the, the movie, I was like, I was like, what is Ian McKellen? Is he like a Nazi or something? They're going to reveal that he's a Nazi. But I'm like, like, does he age? I guess, like, it, it's, I don't know. Uh, the movie takes place in 2009. So it yeah. is set 10 years earlier. So there were more living <laughs> World War II vets yeah. at the time. Uh, in the war. But yeah, he's. He's not a good man. He straight up murders the guy <laughs> in, in a, the tunnel. Like oh, stabs yeah. him in the eye, then pushes, pushes him, him in front of a down train. into a train. Which that guy was in uh, Game of Thrones, I think. What was his name? Uh, he says his name like, oh, first one to break the rules. Oh yeah, is that him, Brian? And there Which were uh, uh, Michael Lewis Jones. Is that him? There were hella old people at this theater. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm assuming they've. Oh like, my god, the old. Man, he's been in everything. Oh, he was in Chernobyl. I knew I saw him somewhere. Yes. In Star Wars. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. <laughs> he's a very recognizable face. But yeah, the I I thought the movie was it was interesting. Just. I felt like there could have been better emphasis. On all the old people are laughing. Parts of the ha, ha, his knee when he's like, ah, oh, he yeah. It was all the dating stuff like, oh, look, he says he's not a smoker, but he's smoking a cigarette while he's filling this out. She's not a drinker, but she's pouring a glass of wine. Yeah, and all the, all the, ha, 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 ha. like they all had experience. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like, oh, my knee just, ah, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Hey, like, it was, like, old for real. Hey, like, the cherry on top was when that lady came up with those two uh, <laughs> crutches. <laughs> I don't think she was that old. And she nah, was older. She I mean, she I was saw, in her 50s when I was least. When I was coming in, like, their group was outside the door. So and you, I, just, you, you saw them just, you're like, oh, old people. Oh, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I smell the death on you. Yeah. This man didn't sit in his proper seat. Didn't. He sat in the seat where those old ladies were supposed to be. It all worked out for the best. Mm-hmm. I guess. But I feel like there's not a lot else to say. Like It, it was a pretty yeah. solid mystery overall, but mm-hmm. not like anything that's like, oh, this is mind-bogglingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Well, characters just, uh, were interesting. Ian McKellen plays a good douchebag old man. He had several scenes at the end of the movie that were like, he went from, like he added 10 years to his face just by like, like letting all his muscles be loose. And he also, they had like the ultimate revenge at the end because he gets beat up, has a stroke while getting beat up (laughs) and then just is left in a hospital all alone because no one loves him. And then Helen Mirren has like, 50,000 grandchildren and yep. lives in a nice big house with a lake. <laughs> and uh, has house a, of has like it was good, out of Lord of the Rings. I was like, what? It was a, yeah. it was a nice English manner, that's for sure. Like, I was like, all right, let's just, just, yeah, I, in spite of what you did, I got rich. <laughs> it's like, damn, people just be getting rich and shit. <laughs> just what a, damn. Like, what if it was just like, yeah, you know, I did all right. I guess. Part of it that I didn't understand, actually, is like that whole end thing with like them doing the joint accounts. Because like the whole plan is he's trying to do a joint <laughs> account with her and he's going to 
take all her money like in one night, basically, and then just disappear. And she's supposed to be worth like two point seven million dollars or something or pounds. Um, but that end thing is like, uh, I've actually been kind of holding back. Like, I actually have more money than what I said I had. And he has like three point eight million dollars. You could have just put in like two million, <laughs> yeah, or a one million, like. You could have just I put in a little more and had kept some for yourself. You wouldn't have gotten totally screwed. No, nah, he went all in. He went all in. It's it's part of the con, I guess. Yeah, she knew, bro. Yeah, she but it, it kind of seems like it comes out of nowhere. Like it's just he put the money in. Well, it was a ta- it was a tactic on his side, a bargaining tactic on his side where he's like Yeah, I mean they established a the thing earlier. I'll of make like, her feel comfortable. Adding more money makes people feel more comfortable and doing their own thing. But considering he hadn't revealed how much money he had, it seemed like Vincent, which is Mm -hmm. like his other con artist friend, didn't know how much money he actually had either. Because he was like surprised by the amount. Yeah, you did. And I, I get that they're trying to make it seem like she conned him and did the same exact kind of thing to him that he was trying to do to her. But it just seemed like considering the whole movie we've seen him be like a pretty good con man yeah that he like would have out of known character, you're saying yeah like yeah he, but it was also out of character because he was like starting to actually like her yeah, yeah. i think he was actually because i guess that's that, one thing that i didn't really fully buy was yeah. that he actually liked her i mean you kind of see a little bit because uh homeboy like we, we, which you find out later like he was trying to warn him like don't do it but yeah. he was like you don't want to do this yeah and like he was getting like emotional about it you kind of see it a little bit. They don't do a great yeah, job a bit, of establishing it. Yeah, that's that's kind of my issue. It just it seems like it's one of those things that you could be like, yeah, I guess that's a thing. But I also would just be like, I I don't really buy that. Yeah, like they yeah they didn't do a good I don't know, job. That twist at the end, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that was where it went. Was, yeah. Whoa. Okay. That was Got some rape action. The end was. I, it made it a lot more interesting overall and made me wish that they would have done more with that whole storyline of them being younger. How they actually knew each other. All right, all right, all right. Wrap it up. It's done. Seven movies. Our longest movie review to date. Seven movies. Am I really going to have to type all this out? No. Nah, just do yeah. like a seven movie, movie extravaganza. Yeah, movie review extravaganza. Okay. But ha- you have to have all the movies in the description. Yeah, 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 for sure. I just was thinking of the title. Oh, yeah. The title will be way too long yeah, with all the movies. Yeah. All right, y'all. That's that. That's a good streak of movies. Any of them would be worth watching. So Keith, Keith has to get... Going to his uh, his six more Saturdays appointment to what Left. Star Wars? No, until the end of the year. That's it. Uh-huh. Six six Saturdays. Six yeah, weeks. I guess that's true. Oh yeah. my gosh. We're middle of November at this point. So uh-huh. wow. <clears throat> so we're gonna have our New Year. We gotta get a cake. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I want cupcakes. I don't know. Shout out to our sponsor. The purple box. Gonna have champagne. If you're looking for some delicious, nutritious, okay, maybe not nutritious, but delicious 
Oh, Definitely very new. will hit Delicious. your carb intake for the day. We should have a party. End of year party for the podcast. At your so place. So the three of us? At your place. Your place. At my place. Yeah. Invite all our listeners. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. My place isn't big enough for that. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Because right. we're so popular. All right. We'll do that CC's. All right. Chuck cheese. All right. <laughs> okay. You end up our sponsor, the Purple Box. The with two E purple box on Instagram, the purple box on Facebook, or email taylormurphybakes at gmail.com. And if you mention our discount code KMM4U, you can get 15% off your butterscotch oatmeal cookies that Keith doesn't Ooh. like to share. I don't. I know that good. The change of life. Hit up our sponsor, the purple box. All right, y'all. Go see some of these movies. Yeah, there's a bunch. We'll see y'all in the next dimension. Dimension.